I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening and welcome to the AI Comic Pod. This is episode number 38, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 preview. This is a um, big film for us. We, we did a, a big kind of preview of the year to come and I think this was both of our, well, maybe likely to be the biggest film this year. I know there's some competition, um, but it's it's a huge film. It's been really long in, in the waiting, really, for all of our big fans of, of Guardians. So, um, yeah, excited to discuss it and, and get into the detail a little bit, um, talk kind of expectations, a little bit about the plot and the trailers and, and things we know and, and things we like to speculate, which is something we do often on this podcast. Um, with me, as always, Stu Bridson. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very good, thank you. We're going to try and be a little bit more upbeat tonight because I think we were tired for the Iron Fist review. Yeah, I think Iron Fist um, was a bit of a slog to watch at times and I think to review it, it felt the same. Um, so, yeah, it was a little bit downbeat for our usual jovial standards. So, yeah, it'd be nice to, to get some energy into this. And also joining us again. You just worked yeah. too hard. It's, it's yeah, these these pods that we're doing every one, what, one three weeks week now. or every other week, it's just too much. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we haven't done modern the pod every other week for god knows how long man we're slacking um but yeah joining us um is our resident guardians expert it's 433 chris um how you doing chris you good i'm good i'm good and i'm back for second show in a row Whee! i know man you know <laughs> almost becoming i've been on for a year oh, what's on going on <laughs> and then you'll be back again to review this so yeah that's uh it's a pleasurable task i think you know guardians <laughs> is being the guardians correspondent chief correspondent for our <laughs> comic pod is is a, is a pretty cool title um so, yeah, what we're here is, is, you know, there's no news section this week. Um, we covered loads of news last week, to be honest, um, on the Iron Fist pod, because there's some huge kind of announcements. But um, really, it's just to get straight into this and and talk about the film. I mean, you know, we're going to go back to the trailers and discussion. And, and obviously, when this is released, um, it's out in Australia already, which is really yeah. random. Of, um, all the, of all the places to get the first release, I can't think they've ever had it. 
It's, well, it's no, I mean, I mean the UK, it? the UK for some reason has jumped ahead of the states by a week on nearly all releases of these kind of genres, um, and then Japan and China get it a little bit later, and some other parts of Europe and the rest of it. And I think South Africa the same with those, Chris. I think are you Friday or are you? It's the second, I think, second of May. Oh, okay, so you're a little bit later. Um, yeah. Was any of so, the yeah, film filmed in Australia by any chance? I don't think it was, no. I just wonder um, if it's like a sort of, you know, maybe the, it was filmed there and they had such a good time, you thought, you know what, we'll we'll bring it back. No, it's, it's heavy green screen. <laughs> green screen, I think it's in the States, one of the big studios in the US. Because, um, mm. yeah, judging on the pictures and where they were, and stuff, I'm sure it's the States. Um, but no, it's really random. Um, I don't know if it's across all the kind of Asian subcontinent and, and Australasia and stuff, but um, yeah, they got it early. So the reviews are out. Um, when we're recording this which is the monday um and generally the buzz is pretty positive which is what you want to see and i know we don't really you know Stu in particular doesn't really uh, uh, you know follow the rules of the reviews and all the rest that comes along with it which is good i'm um, not exactly impartial no no certainly <laughs> not and i'm a little bit more swayed by the reviews and i don't like to be but it does get into your head a little bit when you read a review um by someone you you know respect or like or whatever but you know i did want some positive buzz because you don't want you don't want it to be a shit film and not live up to some expectation of yours you know and our expectations are obviously quite high um maybe going back to high. I think so. I'm a little bit concerned that I've raised my bar level way too high. I've, um, I've read a couple. I've not read, but I've, I've seen sort of glimpses yeah. of a few reviews that have referred to it as being the difficult second film, and it's fallen a little bit short of the first I, one. And I, I think it. I, you know, I think truth be told, I think the first film had a bit of shock value, which a lot of people weren't expecting because it was quite a gamble for Marvel making that first film. Yeah. It wasn't like anything they'd made before or since really. Um, and that obviously, you know, it looks like it's influencing Thor Ragnarok and, um, and maybe other films going forward, you know, in terms of its comedy and its style. And I mean, even Dr. Strange had a little bit of that kind of comedy edge to it. Um, that, that is a Marvel trait, but it did feel quite Guardians in some of the, the styling and stuff. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe Guardians is, is, is a ticket to other things, but um, I think there's, there's what's not to love about more of the same. I, I, my concerns with it were, were the excess of, of Baby Groot stuff. As much as I'd like and love the look of Baby Groot, I did worry they're going to play on it too much, a little bit. Um, and also that they didn't, I don't know that the story, what it wasn't story driven because it is all about the script in these films. And that's what we all love about the first one. We always said the lines in the first one and the characters and the way it was developed was just, just perfect really. Um, so there are fears, any second film, but I think with James going on board and, and the cast and, and, and I, I don't know, I, I still cast, think they'd get it? enough, right? Yeah. I, I, don't I didn't think... think it'd be perfect. But. Well, there's there's very few films which are, but I think that the major thing I think that we might have said in uh, when we were we were talking last week about the the confirmation that James Gunn is going to be doing the third one, as long yeah. as they keep that core crew and, and cast together, they they can't really go wrong because it, it's a cast that that works well together. They have a good time, and more more than anything, it has has become a trait with Marvel in general. It's a director that really, really gives a shit. He really cares so much about these films and about these characters. Yeah, same with the Russo brothers. Man. Exactly. Yeah. That he wouldn't yeah. do anything 
to compromise the film. Any decision he makes, even if it's wrong, you know he's doing it with, with every intention. He put up a brilliant photo the other day of some rare comics, and you just know he's a comic fan, he's a director and a writer, but above it all, he's like a 14-year-old boy who likes reading comics, so... You know, as long as James Gunn's involved, I can't see them being anything other than, at the very least, accurate and fair. Yeah, and Chris Pratt as well, to put in that kind of, yeah. he, he's become, I mean, obviously, Royalty. He's a, yeah, I mean, to me, he, uh, you know, I think we discussed it when we talked about Guardians, the first one. It's, it's great that they actually gave the right guy a chance because, you know, he, he was full stone heavier. He was a, a kind of, you know, bit part kind of actor. Really. He was, he was a kind of, he was, he was the fat mate of the lead, wasn't he? Do you know what yeah. I mean? He was that number two actor that was never going to get the, the gig. And then Guardians has, has launched his career. Um, you know, Jurassic World, World one, which was huge. I mean, it's one of the biggest grossing films of all time. And, yeah. and the second one's going to be monstrously big as well. Um, <laughs> Pun intended. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and then, I don't know, he's, he's done a few other things, but he he, he really is now an A-list kind of actor. No, he's crazy. become a bona fide action actor now. Like like you said, Jurassic World, he's been in Magnificent Seven. and Yeah, Passengers was quite big, sci-fi film, yeah, with, um, what's the face? Jeff, um, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and, you know, for him, it was a kind of launch of, of a career in a completely new direction. And I hope it's one where he still goes back and does those kind of, comedies and indie films and stuff because that's what i love him for but um but i think he deserves it do you know what i mean it's 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 a it's, it's a guy that's you know really stuck at his whole career and it's finally kind of kind of breakthrough he deserves so a bit like reynolds in in deadpool really do you know what i mean because he's he's a guy that's had a good career but not an exceptional one do you know what i mean he he, he got a lot of his parts earlier in his career because of his looks rather than his acting abilities which he's clearly got um and they do kind of parallel on similar kind of stories, really. So, mm. yeah. Um, I think talking trailers like I was intending to before I went off on my usual tangents, um, <laughs> I think the trailers have all been exceptional. I think they've, they've teased enough without giving too much away. And I think, te- you know, the trailers are, are one thing that's been really well marketed, but I think the posters as well, surprisingly. I know there are any posters, but I think it's looked amazing. I mean, they've made it look ridiculously colourful and vibrant and, and, and inviting. And it's 80s, for, for all fuck, the, isn't it? it, it yeah, for like, all the Logan, <laughs> you know, like Logan and, and with, you know, launched to kind of Mad Max and all the black and chrome stuff and all the dark, edgy stuff that's on, in cinema at the minute. It's completely the opposite of that, and it's kind of nice. It's quite refreshing, I think. Yeah, it is. That one poster with the... With the tapes with all their names on it was that's my favorite poster. Yeah, I don't even think I've seen that one. All I, the uh, one I can uh, think of is when they've got all the um, like the energy beams flying off them, and they did those little viral videos where each one of them was dancing. They went down really well because as they did with the first film, the the viral campaign and the Instagram posts have just been brilliant for the film, and they really do probably better than any of the other Marvel franchises, even better than Logan. They don't half stoke the fires online. Yeah, I mean Chris Pratt's pulling on that that really vibrant poster. He's pulling like the campus pose. Oh <laughs> god, he, yeah. He's pulling a proper like John Travolta in, in Night Fever kind of pose. It's 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 great. And then um oh what's his name? Rucker. Um I never forget names of actors. Michael Rucker. Um 
Michael, Michael Rooker. Rooker. He's got the most menacing, evil look on his face in that picture. <laughs> he's just got this sadistic kind of smile, which is just him all over. Um, I love yeah, the new think... look they've given Yondu, where they've gone to his proper comic oh, book look ace. with the massive fin. He looks, he really does look terrifying compared to how he looks in the first film. Yeah, he, he, I mean, the first film, he just that that obviously the weapon he's got is just so destructive. Yeah, and, that needle, and he is quite menacing, isn't he? And but yeah. I just think he looks, he looks great. I think there's a there's a kind of subplot which sounds really interesting, which is um, between him and Kurt Russell as the kind of father figure, and they're almost kind of dueling it out, from what I've heard. <laughs> and I kind of like that because obviously, you know, uh, Quill in the first film is is very much saying, you know, you you were a shit father, you you know, kidnap me to eat me and all this kind of jazz. But yeah, uh, or, you know, it, but he was actually. He, he has a soft spot that you know they clearly got a relationship and I, I kind of hope they expand upon it in, the, in this film because um, he's obviously looks like he's joining joining the crew as such which is which is interesting yeah and um, oh uh, Nebula as well it, it looks like yes. Nebula, Nebula and um, and Yondu are sort of maybe not joining but running with them for a, a common reason or a common goal or something yeah whatever that may be well yeah it's and that's the thing about it we you know the the trailers have been really effective because you've got really good kind of ideas of of, of certain elements um but they've not really given anything away i mean it's 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 they're almost like individual teasers and and i think that's good because you know the big the scene where he they, they clearly fight that giant kind of octopus-looking thing, <laughs> and Drax basically jumps into its mouth and tries to slash it open from the inside, which is typical of Drax. Um, that to me, you know, that's probably going to be in the first five minutes. Supposedly, that, if, that's in the first. I think when when you the film opens, that's where you are. So that's that's yeah. going to be really really early on. Because I remember when we previewed uh, Civil War, we, we had the big thing about Crossbones and he's going to be a big antagonist and yeah. all this stuff. And then he's killed off in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that was a bit of a shock. I think they, they often lead you on to thinking, oh, that's going to be a big part of the film. And actually, it's the first kind of 10 minutes. So uh, <laughs> You barely even warmed up. I haven't even finished my first bag of sweets by then. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a sneaky suspicion that we're going to have something similar in this one. Potentially, yeah. it, it looks like it's going to be that big giant thing, which you would imagine is supposed to be the big action set piece, is going to be well, like yeah. a nothing, just a, a little tiny yeah. side mission that they're doing. But well, I also think that with yeah. Aisha and um, the gold people, yep. that that might also be a little a little diversion from the the actual. Yeah, it, it's tricky to know really because, like I said, they've not really led on to any of of what. The, the, the kind of key villains are um i think if you look at things like ragnarok as well i mean that's only got one trailer but yeah. again you, you you know you know it's it's teller and that's pretty announced you know whereas yeah. this has been quite yeah. clouded in mystery really and i mean chris you've obviously read the guardians um comics and i've, I've read a certain amount of it but i, I don't think it's going to it's obviously taken reference from it, and it's it's the Guardians comics that we we love. But I don't think it's it you know like the first one. It's not really a given which way direction the film's going to be in comparison to the comics. I think it's going to be quite a different direction. 
Yeah, I think it's actually like opposite direction of what they did in the comics, um, where um, Peter's father is uh, Jason Quill, or yeah, I don't know even that what his name is, but he's some emperor on some planet. So it's, I think it's quite different to what they're going for with Volume Two with Ego as his father. Um, so I like that they're doing something new and something fresh. Can you think of, of a logical reason why they're not doing the the comic book Father Origin? I think it's it's not trying and tested. In you know, we we talked about this with Iron Fist being quite similar to other things, but I don't know. I, I think it's a bit safe to do that. I wonder whether it's just it's got a bit more scope. Because um, what, whatever it's they do, it's, com- it's introducing it's a quite, new character. It's quite a typical story that the the father is is the chief protagonist and, and he's the one that's got this selfish kind of, you know, and eventually, I don't know, you know, it, it, I think they just decided maybe to go another way, but I, I mean, the big thing for me is it's Kurt Russell um, <laughs> because I just think the casting for Kurt Russell in that role is just genius. He looks honest. great, uh, doesn't he? When he, when he's in his human form, he looks really, really good. He's just an he effort, just, he's an effortlessly cool looking guy. He's just such a cool guy. I yeah. was going to say that the kind of kind of godfathers of Hollywood. You know what I mean? He's not a guy who's ever had these huge roles or huge parts, but he's just effortlessly fucking cool. He yeah. is just yeah. a cool guy. I think guy. they nailed nailed that casting, and he's going to be charismatic, and he's going to be <laughs> cool, and he'll be this cool dad that Peter Quill always wanted. And um, he's funny as well. He's, he's yeah. got oh, his comedy God. chops. Yeah. If you give him any good lines, you know he's got the the delivery to make it convincing. He's not going to be really sort of awkward and stiff when he's he's making the uh, the comedy lines. And you're going to need that in Guardians. You oh know? God, yes. Yeah. And that's anyone who hasn't got the comedy for. chops is is going to pull it down. I mean, even um, Zoe Saldana, she's good when she needs to. You've got Dave Bautista who does it, but his works in his own way. Because Drax is obviously so literal and so dry, but it still works. Everything well, hers one is of still that naivety. I mean, going back to the first film briefly, her None of favorite, my favorite line, pelvic sorcery, and you know, she's asking why they all had sticks up their sticks butts. Sticks up their butts. It gets me every time because she's. It's 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 great because obviously his youth in as a as a child before he was taken he was only what eight or nine, nine. or ten i don't yeah and so he, he obviously he's still basically he's a man child isn't he yeah exactly <laughs> and and that's the that's the story and that's why it fits chris pratt so well because he is a essentially man-child. he's a man child <laughs> he would he would work quite well on this podcast i'll be honest but because um, <laughs> he is he's like us he's he's just one of those guys that likes to have fun and likes to have a laugh. And, and I do think in real life, he probably references back to the eighties every day. Anyway, he's that kind of guy. And, and I think, you know, we're going to go on to the soundtrack, but that just all fits in with his persona. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's so clever. Um, and the first film, and that's what it was. I mean, people, people like to say, yeah, it's dumbed down and it's this, that and the other. I think it's one of the most intelligent comic book films um, we we've witnessed really the first film because I think it just broke convention and the script was so sharp and it was just I don't know you know you, you wouldn't sort of wrestler albeit it's quite trendy in Hollywood all of a sudden because every film I seem to watch has a wrestler in it uh, these days but you wouldn't have thought 
you know, he could play drugs the no. way he played it. I, I just thought, I thought that was he was going to be a rubbish casting because he, he, he he's just... very dry, but that obviously works. It, it, you, you know who's to blame for this, don't you? It's because everyone sees what The Rock has done and yeah. thinks, well, yeah. <laughs> if if we can get even a tenth of that kind of charisma, because The Rock's fucking funny as well. But the yeah, only he's, thing he's, I he's, hope he's he charismatic do guy. Yeah, is I, I want to see more of, of Drax fighting using wrestling moves because he, <laughs> he didn't really. I would love to see him powerbomb someone because that was his finisher in, in wrestling. <laughs> if he powerbombed somebody through a table, I would probably die. Yeah, I mean, amazing. who was in? I think you know if we we could do our pod on this. Which wrestlers have been in comic book films? I think going back, wasn't there someone in Blade? Wasn't there a wrestler in one of the Blade yeah, Triple films? H, I think. Was it Triple yeah. H? Yeah, yeah. that's in the, in the back of my mind somewhere. Um, I'm amazed and John yeah, Cena's I mean, not turned up in one, because John, well, John Cena's Cena, got films. John Cena is, is hilarious in in a film called Trainwreck, which strangely oh, I think God, we yeah, discussed the, on this pod briefly. The Amy but, Schumer one. Yeah, the Amy Schumer <laughs> yeah. one. And he plays like your typical muscle-bound thing, but he's in the cinema watching a film with, with Amy, and he's trying to give insults towards this guy but he's basically coming on to it <laughs> he's saying things like i will enter you i will end you and it's like mate that's really gay why why is this guy being so gay to me and it's just and he's oh he's genius man i'd love to see him in these films because again i don't know where they get this their, their charisma from but you know they it, it works it doesn't it because you think that the bravado that you need to be a good entertainer in terms of yeah wrestling. It's the same bravado that you need for a, for a lot of comic book characters because you've got to be bigger than life. You've got to fly off the screen. But so again, it, it for him, sense. he went on to do he went on to do Spectre. Um, which He's is done a big action Bond films, film. hasn't he? Didn't he? Was he in one of the GI Joe remakes or something? Yeah, I think so. And you know, fair play to the guy because he yeah. wants to become an actor, and and actually he did study and he did he did take acting classes and he, he did? did do yeah. And I know you won't believe it, but I think no. the guy genuinely wanted to become an actor um, and, and took it seriously enough to, to the point that he's getting good good parts and fair play to him. Do you know what I, I mean? You because, can't really argue with that. No, and I'd like to see him in a role where he's not Drax, but I can't see past him as not Drax anymore because <laughs> yeah. he is Drax, isn't he? I mean, and they, they played on him quite heavily in the trailers, didn't they? It was like yeah. him in every trailer. Yeah, and one of the, I mean, he's got quite key lines in that. Obviously, the line when Mantis, who's a new character, what's up? Yeah, um, <laughs> she basically reveals that Quill loves um, Gamora. Oh, Gamora, thank you. And he basically just pisses himself laughing and, and you know says that you know do <laughs> me, do me. You know, <laughs> it's just genius. And my and favorite that's is, all over. Yeah, my favorite is when Mantis gets hit by the asteroid or the ship or whatever it is and he's like <laughs> that nearly hit me and then another one he says after she gets hit he says like look out and he's like I tried guys I tried, <laughs> I tried guys yeah. he's about five seconds late yeah, yeah. and he also there's a, there's a quite good one where he gives Quill a hug when he asks him not to because oh, he's yeah. talking about was it the, first, the, the first world trip. is full of, of dancers and, and non-dancers or whatever and you know he you will find your I don't know the worthless woman that loves you or whatever he says to be a quill. Um, and yeah, he's just, I don't know. I think, you know, all these lines that they're displaying, he probably won't even have that many more. And that's the problem. He might have maybe been revealed a few too many of his kind of key parts. But I mean, the trailers, obviously uh, a lot of it is baby group. I mean, you can't get away from that. Um, Why would you want to? 
I know, I know. Um, <laughs> Groot obviously grows back full size in the comics. Um, so but the baby Groot... Baby yeah. Groot is completely different than Groot, so baby Groot doesn't have any of other Groot's memories. Okay. Um, James Gunn confirmed that when a Groot grows back, it's a completely different mm-hmm. life form. So everything that happened in the first film, he doesn't know about. So, okay, that's interesting. And they didn't yeah. even confirm, from what I've heard, whether this is a bit of misdirection from Mr. Gunn, we probably won't see adult Groot in this film at all. He's I don't think gonna, we will. He's probably going to yeah. be baby Groot for the duration, but then he'll be big before the next Infinity one. Infinity Warrior. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, look, Groot was just uh, so special in the first film. I just thought... You know, for a guy, for a guy to have comedy timing, speaking only three words um, <laughs> or four words in the end, um, it's just it's just incredible. I mean, it's, it was all about the facial expression. It's the, I was going to say, it's the smile. It when a bit that I really didn't sort of get. I, I don't even remember the scene, and then when I watched it again this afternoon, when they're in the prison and Rocket's giving everyone the the plans, and he's saying, "Right, I need." the leg and I need the battery but whatever you do when you disconnect the battery everything's going to go to hell so get it last and in the background Groot's trying like there's already there oh, and then he turns he's around trying to tug in at it, tug and, in at it, and yeah. he shoots this big gormless grin and you're like oh you big moron yeah and he's, he's, he's I don't know there's some great scenes when he's drinking out of the uh, the, fountain. the fountain I saw you <laughs> <And he's>, do it <laughs> and, and also when he's um when he has that big grin on his face after basically demolishing half of oh, uh, yeah, the right. troops on that on the ship, you know, yeah, where he, he just goes ape shit. Yeah, he impales them all, doesn't he? And just flings them around the room, and he just turns around with this kind of cheesy grin on his face. And I just think <laughs> it's so clever that they did that without any words, you know. And, and the emotional, through... the emotional range that he had. Because it was, oh. there was those tender moments where he was he revealed the fireflies, oh. yeah, and that, and like you said, with the comedic timing and it's just three words, it was quite an amazing performance from. It doesn't even make yeah. sense. It defies belief that you can be funny by just saying the same thing over yeah. and over, but with slightly different, you know, emphasis. emphasis yeah, it, it, it shouldn't work. But the vi- I watched one of the videos the other day, the recording. And it was Bradley uh, Bradley Cooper doing. Oh Rocket. yeah, so you put that. Yeah. And he, you can when he's doing uh, his animalistic noises. So you've got Bradley Cooper snarling into a microphone, and then you've got um, Vin Diesel, and he just goes, "I am Groot," and they go, "Right, do it a bit slower." I am Groot, and he he does it about ten times in a row, and the dedication that he puts into it. <laughs> it's madness, it's isn't admirable. It? <laughs> You'd think he could have done that in ten minutes, just phoned it in and gone, ah, well that's me sorted, I'll wait for the royalties. But he's all over it. I know, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's it's everyone seems quite committed and I think, you know, Bradley Cooper, who who's a big A list celebrity, do you know he's a big actor in Hollywood. He gets lots of gigs and lots of parts and, and a lot um, of fucking money. A lot of a lot of money. Um he voices his rocket just perfectly. And I think, I don't know, the, the relationship in the comics and stuff, um, the relationship between Groot and, and Rocket, you got a sense of, you know. Um, 
in in the first film you, you got those parts especially you know with the fountain scene and those kind of things and, and scenes in the prison and stuff but i you know a bit more of that would be good obviously it's baby group and i think it's rocket trying to look after him and educate him and stuff which i just you know, more of a you know, parenting role than it, yeah, yeah. Rocket's I mean, basically he's a, a parent he's he? a toddler isn't he he's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's really naive. He's, I mean, Groot was quite naive anyway, but now he's got absolutely no concept of how the world works. And there's obviously the brilliant scene from that first trailer where he fucks off carrying the, the doomsday button. Yeah. And Rocket's <laughs> like, oh, they, this isn't good. I, just, I love it so I much that they haven't overhyped him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am good. I am good. I no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's and that's the thing. We're already laughing about a trailer, and and it's there's very very few trailers or, or films that would do that to you. You know, there's and I think none of the, none of the other Marvel ones really have had. I mean, I can't remember laughing at an Iron Man or a Captain America or... No, there's bits that make you smirk and make you smile and stuff and but clever not an outright, lines, but it's, it's, it's not an outright laugh. Yeah. No. No, exactly. And, I, and, and genuinely, in the cinema in the first, or, you know, well, any time I watch that first film, there are parts of it that make me laugh. And, and that's quite rare for a film. And, and I think this film, I think as long as it it builds on those relationships between the key characters and, and expands upon it, I think that's where it's golden because... That, you know, I, in the first one, when they realised they're a team and they're a family and all that kind of stuff, that's that was great. I, you know, when they all stand up together and it's like, you know, Rocket says, "Now yeah, we're great. All I'm standing. standing up. Are you happy now?" Kind of thing. A bunch that was the of kind idiots of moment. standing in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the moment they kind of became more than just mercenaries and, and you know, I don't know. Well, they became uh, a family, didn't they? The freaking guys. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, and and that's what we all wanted to see, and and that's what we all want to see more of. And um, I, I don't know, it doesn't. It's not long after the first film, is it? I think it's set almost immediately a, after. Isn't I think it? it's a few months. There's not like a okay. massive because you think when when we last saw Groot, he was, he was still in a pot. He was a seedling in a pot, so he's now got to the point where he's sort of out and walking on his own. But it, I'd be amazed if it was more than six months, and it looks like yeah. they'd. They're trying to capitalise on their fame as being, oh, we've saved the the uh, the galaxy. So they're trying yeah, to do trying as to much make as some they money can. And- yeah, they're, they're basically using this as a get-rich-quick scheme. So do this before people forget who they are, and then they have to go back to breaking the law and you know being and, uh, criminals. I do I do believe there's a scene in one of the trailers where Rocket says, um, "It'll be great if we're two time savers of the galaxy." Yeah. For them to make money, so yeah. he, he thinks no, he every, every every yeah. time they save the galaxy, the price goes up. He he is a man that that wants to get paid, isn't he, Rocket? I think that's what <laughs> he's unmerciless in his approach to basically getting rich, and uh, it's just so it's very likable. He's the one that he's almost stubborn and refusing to. He's to kind, kind of, of realist, isn't the, he? Yeah, no, he kind of is. I mean, Quill, Quill's, Quill's kind of, of just going along for the ride, isn't he? I think he's a bit of a dreamer and he's got ambitions, but mostly that they were previously just about sleeping around. And now it's probably just about sleeping with Gamora, but either way, it's just his approach to things. Um, <laughs> and Drax is still about revenge. And yeah, Gamora's an interesting one because she's barely got any screen time at all in the trailers. Um, yeah, and you you know there was a, there was almost the two trailers in that, and I don't think she even had a line. Um, the only thing so I can be- remember there was a bit of an interaction 
between her and Nebula. There's a little bit between them. Um, I think it involves Drax, where she she says something about them um, being friends or family. She says, no, you're just a bunch of idiots because something happens with Drax. But other than that, I can't remember having one line. No. Uh, There's that one where Nebula says they're the gardens of the galaxy. And she's like, gardens? Why would we be the gardens of the galaxy? And then Drax laughs and says, so stupid. Yeah, so I'm kind of intrigued with what direction they... they you'd think that's got to be deliberate. That must be a misdirect because some. you'd think that something profound's going to happen with her in that case. Well, she's obviously crucial to the kind of overall thing. She She's the one out of everyone, especially going towards Infinity Wars, um, that has some inside knowledge on Thanos. So I'm and quite she's intrigued. the best fighter. She's the, she's the, the tactician and the, the really sort of staunch disciplinarian. So Yeah, she's almost the... Com- Ander, isn't she? She's, she's the basically, kind of yeah. Star-Lord's you know, the leader, but, she, but realistically, if it was left up to him, they'd be dead in, in a matter of days. She's the one that keeps them a little bit more grounded. But like yeah. you say, go, going forward, the fact that she knows Thanos' mind, she's going to be the most important one, really. Well, I think so. Yeah, I think so in terms of, you know, in terms of the film as it is. So, yeah, I mean... Talking new characters, um, we obviously talked about Kurt Russell before. Um, we don't know anything about Aisha and the gold people, sovereign, you know, people, but they seem antagonists. We'll, we'll see how, what comes of it. Um, doesn't Rocket do the whole <laughs> winking scene as well? Is that in the, the second track? Oh, yeah, yeah. In front of those. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was quite Good. quite funny and then mantis is the obviously kind of new character she's a comic book character isn't she chris yeah yeah so Um, yeah i'm intrigued about her as well but hasn't she's had a couple of different looks hasn't she and i think i remember james gunn saying that he's gone with her her classic look something like that because there's a couple of different versions of of wasn't she an original guardian as well wasn't she part of the original lineup or something I think she has been part of the crew um, throughout their history. Um, so I think it's. I think from what I've read, like um, she's quite a, a good addition to the team, and um, it seems like she does join the Guardians by the end. Judging by the trailers, yeah, yeah, I'll be intrigued about what they they do with her. But it's nice that they're introducing. They're obviously going to need to introduce new characters and new areas um we haven't seen they obviously moved away from from the planet uh, any of the people from the first film like glenn close are they are they credited i don't know if i've seen i couldn't tell you i'd be surprised if they weren't maybe even if it was only just at the end because logically you're thinking something's going to happen at the end of this which is going to tie into infinity war so at, yeah. at some point you've got to have a mention of the nova Corps because they've got the the Infinity Stone. Um, yeah, so I'd be intrigued. It, they, it'd be a bit sad if they're not involved in any I way because I thought they were really good in the first film. She was. She I was think, really good as uh, Nova oh, Prime. Oh, actually, I think she is credited. I don't know if they all are. Well, one of them died, didn't he? Um, yeah, uh, Peter Serafinowicz's character died yeah, in the, yeah. um, when they were trying to hold back uh, Ronan's ship. He got crushed. Yeah. But you've still got a John John C. Riley is still yeah. in it. So John C. Riley's great. I'd, I'd love to see a bit more John C. Riley. I think he's just a genius actor. I'm hoping um, he's going to have been moved up, and he's going to be sort of a 
a slightly higher rank because that would make him a little bit more of an important character. Because again, yeah. he's hilarious. He's a genuine comedy actor, so oh, he you, is. You need oh, yeah, him at the he's in a lot of, of kind of you know Will Ferrell star movies and stuff, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's very good comedy timing, and um, and they did do that well. I mean, they they brought in a lot of actors, even in the smaller roles that that were just really good. I mean, you know, the color caliber of actors in that first film, um, and Marvel seemed to be doing that now. You know, like Ragnarok's got some bloody A-list kind of Jeff Goldblum and those types and and stuff. It's quite interesting that they're going that direction. Um, there's a couple of cameos in this. I, I know Sly Stallone is in it in a role. Um, they did and, announce what his character name was, but yeah, I've not did. heard of him. But and then there's a couple more as well. I think there's there's a couple of apparently actors in it that that no one's really heard about or, or knows much about apparently brilliant according to the the buzz that i heard so yeah it's that i think it's it's I, I can't imagine an actor that goes do you want a bit part cameo in the next guardians film i can't imagine anyone would say no to that if they're no. involved in any kind of comedy or <laughs> you know have seen the film or have eyes i, I can't but imagine a few years ago they be probably involved. would have a few years ago they would have gone well i'd love to be in a comic book film but it's a bit of a risky one. I've never really heard of Guardians of the Galaxy, but now, if your agent gives you that call, you'd be a fucking idiot. In fact, a lot of people would probably just be saying, if I ever get a call from Marvel or Fox about one of these films, the answer is yes. I don't care what it is. I just yeah. want to be involved. I bet there was a few kind of groups and artists from the 80s that went, God, I hope they pick oh, my song yeah. for this film. Oh, <laughs> oh, Mac must have been fucking laughing because not only <laughs> has he been chosen... But they were the the first trailer song with the with the yeah. chain. And was that, it on the first trailer or was that the second trailer? Because Fox on the Run's on one of them, isn't I it? I thought it was the first one. Oh, the first trailer was. had uh, um, hooked on a feeling. The very first trailer. Oh yeah, going way back. But um, yeah. what it hooked on a feeling for Guardians? Oh, it did, didn't it? For, yeah. yeah, I watched that the other day. That surprised me. Um, yeah, there's been three trailers and three different songs. Um, have you listened to the soundtrack? Have you seen what the soundtrack is? I've seen it. It looks a cracking list, as you'd expect. They obviously go through it with a fine-tooth comb to make sure that they get the right blend of you know, things that you can have on in the background that are sort of danceable. It starts, it starts with funky. like Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. It just seems like the perfect song choice. You know, It just seems absolutely perfect. Um, well, and then Fox on the Run, which is on the trailers... Um, the chains quite early on and then there's a lot of those kind of soul numbers which would you know win the first film as well um and there's a very interesting song um by cat stevens called father and son which is oh, i don't know if it was originally ooh. a cat stevens song um that's very very close towards the end of the soundtrack um the last song on there just to put it out there is something called guardians inferno no, which is it's made for this film and it features David, David Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's just so Guardians um, if you listen to it it's just genius it's probably got spoilers all over it actually because it's the last song in the film um, but yeah Cat Stevens Father and Son is quite poignant I don't know if that's I can't remember it's been covered loads You'll that's know the one that you... Westlife did isn't it oh god is it okay well Cat Stevens is much more credible than Westlife so um, <laughs> and it's a good version and it's it's a really good song and I think I've heard this film's got emotional parts to it and I'm guessing that's one of the key emotional elements which is to do with his his father you know um, think back to the first film when he's in the hospital and just before his mum dies 
Yeah. She says, uh, your grandpa's going to take really good care of you, at least until your father comes back. Well, yeah. So that and, presumably and I, I think there's going to be some kind of, a, of an emotional moment of where the hell were why, you? Yeah. How, why did There'll you be a lot on of Earth? That. And yeah, it, there'll be a lot of that. You, there's, without wanting to fall into the sort of almost rom-com formula, there's bound to be a bit of, oh, I'm so glad I'm reunited with me dad, but how the hell did you ditch me on the other side of the galaxy? Where have you been? Why did you leave mum alone? Why couldn't you have helped her? So that might be a bit of a... A bit of it's a, definitely going to be a part of the film. I think everyone would have predicted that quite early anyway. There's not enough, you know, but but to sound from what everyone, what, what has been said is it is emotional and it does carry a kick, which I think is good in a Guardians film because, you know, other than We Are Group, which surprisingly was <laughs> upsetting, um, it didn't, it's not that kind of film. It's obviously comedy based, but you kind of want that heart from a film as well because we got that with um civil war um certainly got that with logan um not sure we got that with deadpool but it still had its moments you, you, um, got, you got bits of it but they were hard weren't it? because even the emotional moments were layered very comedy funny. Layered, and layered and layered with comedy it was like um, it was like a plate of innuendo nachos or something yeah but it's <laughs> like nice it'd be nice to see some development with guardians in that regard i think that's that's going to be important that that for me hooks an audience you know for me, I think that's sort of all about all what this film is going to be about is developing the characters. Because if you think back to the first film, it's sort of like they thrown together here. Here's your Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and there's not, you get basic backstory. You know, um, Rocket was a uh, experiment, you know, um, yeah. Peter oh, yeah. was kidnapped. That, that. That but I think they're going to go much deeper in the film. I've caught your eye, you know, actually, in the first film, remembering. When you see him coming out, the, you know, the shower. In the prison, scene when they get hosed out yeah. in the prison, and he's yeah. got his kind of he's, he's got, got his kind of neo neo from the Matrix ports on his body, yeah. where they yeah. plug you in, kind of shit. And that, yeah, that was quite because people notice them, doesn't he? And he doesn't say anything, but you know, he wants yeah. to ask and go, Jesus Christ, what happened? Yeah, I think they're yeah. going to delve a lot deeper into that and like all of their backstories a little bit more than they did in the first movie because they are still yeah. making sounds, aren't they? If, I, I can't remember if James going to said anything, but there's a lot of chatter about. A Rocket and Groot spin-off oh, film. Oh, God, make it happen. Just make it happen. I think he's just being deliberately coy because they've only just announced that there's going to be a Guardians 3, so... There's certainly scope for it to exist at any given timeline in the MCU as well for me because it doesn't matter. Because if it's their backstory of how they you know, became friends and fortunate... Yeah. That would be brilliant. To, that, to, to see, that would just be ace. To see Rocket sort of escaping from... The, the well, place yeah. that made him, and somehow <laughs> while he's he's foraging on his own, he comes across this imbecile tree, and somehow <laughs> he's able to to understand him because that's the other thing nobody knows what Groot says apart from Rocket, so yeah, everyone just I assumes that. that what Rocket says is true. <laughs> you know, he, he he could get him into all kinds of shit, but I would really like to see it because they're the two most unassuming characters. It would be weird you know you'd think a star lord and gamora one would be way more obvious because they're two humanoids but to have the mutant raccoon and the tree in a spin-off makes no sense but everything oh, about guardians been, is so cool. but it makes it, perfect sense if you think about it it does in, well in it, do, it does because nothing about guardians is normal or yeah. in the lines <laughs> everything they do is weird and and strange and doesn't make sense and that's why it works because it's abnormal 
<laughs> yeah, and I mean, there's some people. What I was going to say about the first Guardians film, and what I was going to say about about this one, um, it's kind of about expectations and predictions, and, and how well we think it's going to do. But the first film, I think, took a lot of people by surprise, and what I think it, it did is it kind of crossed over the genre in terms of who the audience were and who went to see it. Because when we did our poll, and I can't remember how many votes we got, but it was a decent number in the end. Um, it was number one, wasn't it, Guardians? of everyone's so. favourite Marvel film. Yeah, it was. And, and I mean, you know, we were talking Civil War because we kind of just watched it, so there was the buzz there on Civil War. Um, and there was some shouts for Avengers, and there was shouts for Winter Soldier. Um but Guardians, you know, I think Guardians crosses over in terms of its audience more than any of the other films do. You know, I think it's the most accessible. And and that's the weird thing about it, because it's not a logical film for a lot of people. It's kind of out there, you know, Talking Tree, uh, Talking Raccoon, uh, Green Lady, and, you know, Guy with all the tattoos and all the rest of it. It's not a film that on paper was going to do this well, you know? It, it and shouldn't work. It, it, well, you know, the comics exist and they're popular in, in a regard, but they're not mainstream comics like, you know, like the stuff you talk from DC and um, and some of the major Marvel stuff, you, your Iron Man's and Spider-Man's and, and whatnot and stuff. And it just shouldn't, it shouldn't have done as well as it did, but it, it's just such a good film. But I know there's still people that are against it. A, a famous writer for our site is is not a fan. Um, yes, he, he shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. um, and it doesn't appeal to everybody, especially maybe those that are quite big on certain style of comics. Do you know what I mean? Maybe those, those with sticks up their best. But well, perhaps <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. Um, <laughs> But to me, it's a bit like Scott Pilgrim. It's a bit like my go-to film if I want to put a smile on my face. Do you know what I mean? And I think it, that's the way it appeals to a lot of people. And it took everyone by surprise. And the first film obviously did well. But I think even from then, films have, in this genre have kicked on to bigger numbers already and, and are just going to... They're not quite climaxed yet. I think Infinity Wars will shock everyone. Um, a bit like Deadpool did in terms of its numbers, and obviously, you know, Civil War still did great figures. But, Stu, you're a man of predictions. Do you think this will outdo Civil War? Do you think it'll go bigger? I don't think it will. I, I, I don't think it's got the scope to do it because... You think early, early, early summer release will kick on into the summer before Spider-Man? I think it's, I, got, it's got legs. I can't say it's simply because I don't think it's as accessible. It is one of the most accessible ones, but in terms of the characters, I think people feel more comfortable with your Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, Captain America, Iron Man, because they're names that they've known for years and years and years, and I still think Guardians is a little bit out there and like you said it's not everyone's cup of tea i think a lot of people could casually sit down and watch captain america or iron man or dark knight i think guardians is a little bit more divisive i, I, I think, think it's not as much well. as a comic book 
watches Cup of Tea, but I think it's more accessible to other people who don't just watch these films. That's why I think it'll be a shock in Maybe. terms of its numbers. The one thing also, I think that would depend on is how do you feel about sci-fi? Because I think it's more of a sci-fi film than a comic I, film. Yeah, it's, it's more... It's basically Marvel meets Star Wars in a lot of regards, pretty much, you know? yeah. And, and I think there are similarities between Peter Quill and, and Han Solo, but you know that's another. I'd be story, amazed really. if you spoke to one of the writers and he didn't say in some way, shape, or form. Well, maybe a little bit. Yeah, Groot's not quite Chewbacca, but you know maybe Rocket. Um, <laughs> but, but Chris, sorry, man, you were going to say. Um, I think because the Guardians don't have that tight connection to the rest of the MCU then maybe like we like you were saying it's more accessible to cinema goers more than comic readers yes. necessarily that's the kind of point I was trying to make I think it's I think it's a cinema goers film yeah you know, I, I, and I think I think Avengers was that as well I, I you know I think Avengers just got so much hype and and people went to watch it and I and you know with Avengers in fairness it would have helped if you watched Iron Man one and two and was free out before it. Was, no, it was one, one, no, it two, Captain okay. America, Hulk, and Thor. Yeah, there you go. And it would have helped if you watched those, but not necessarily needed to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's the same with Guardians. It's a standalone film. Um, I know what you mean. It with might that, not be the, forever. The difference there and is then, because people know who Iron Man is. You don't need to see Iron Man's film to know who he is and where he comes from. Whereas we. Although, I suppose with Guardians, do you really need a backstory to know? Either. That's what I think the first film yeah. did well without yeah. really doing backstory. So, yeah, I see, I, think, yeah, I see what you mean. I, I just, I, I think it'll, you know, I think Spider Man's the most accessible. Um, I think also with Spider Man, it is quite family friendly, um, which means you'll get a slightly younger audience uh, as well as you kind of mainstay. Um, I, and I think Thor might surprise some people because I think it'll attract people with judging how good the trailer was. Um, the cast in there is huge. Um, and I think the reviews are going to be quite surprisingly good because the director's something special. So um, we'll see. And obviously Justice League is as well to come this year. And quite soon, which we keep forgetting about, is Wonder Woman out next month or is it out in June? Uh, I think it's June. 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 But we, okay, so- we've got a really, really quite a packed year there's there's it, on average there's basically a film every other month there yeah, i mean the fast and the furious film which we we have laughed yeah. about before it grossed 500 million in its opening weekend i don't know how it's a film about meatheads and fucking cars i may I, I, <laughs> you know god but they make They've it got work. tanks and submarines now steve <laughs> oh. <laughs> um but they, they know how to market and they know how to command an audience. And it's quite miraculous that it can do those kind of figures. But that, to me, proves that there is an audience there for it. What they do, which is quite rare, is they release it in bulk at once. Um, whereas this, as we already talked about, is in Australia, it's in the UK, South Africa at different times. Um, and, then, and then the States a little bit later still. Um, so it's a bit staggered. So you won't see those kind of opening weekend hit. But I, I think you'd be surprised. I think this might be a, a more than one visit if, if people enjoy it as much as as we hope to. Do you know well, I'm, I mean? I'm I planning it, on, on two visits because I think when I go on Friday, I think it'll be non-IMAX. So I'll definitely I'm going be going IMAX. back and watching it in IMAX because that's yeah, just a thing that happens. We talked about going to see it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll maybe have to check that out again on a second viewing. It's always good to get a second viewing of these kind of films because... 
you don't only get to see them at the cinema once, kind of, and and they do. Oh, there's a double billing, which I was so tempted to see Guardians at the cinema, and then, yeah. and then Guardians two afterwards would just be magnificent. But um, AI family you, night out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll we'll get that. Get that. Are you guys going to fly me uh, over? Uh, yeah, no, gags is paying. We wish. <laughs> is, is, is he sending over the the gags? He'll send over the gags, copter. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come, man. It'll take a little bit of while because it's it's busy ferrying people around. And it, the and it is basically imaginary, man. but you know, if you if you believe, it'll be. There <laughs> if you believe, it. if I believe hard enough, I can make. If it we all believe, out. we'll make a scarecrow and a Skype monitor. <laughs> Just <laughs> put your face on the screen. Um, but I, yeah, I will. I'm intrigued about the, the figures. I know it doesn't really matter, but at the end of the day, I want it to succeed. You know, I kind of, I've got a really, uh, you know, I've got a lot of time and a lot of love for James Gunn and Chris Pratt and all the cast because they they delivered something really special with the first film, and I just hope this lives up to the kind of expectations that that we all have of it. But I just equally, I just want to go and have a few laughs as well, you know. And I think that's what it'll do, no matter what. It's guaranteed. And I do want to purchase a baby group toy at some stage. And <laughs> I just can't help it. I'm going to Disney World, so it's going to be all over the place, you know. Um, talking kind of future, um, and we kind of threatened to do this at times when we talked about Iron Fist because we always like talking Marvel and, and way things are going. There's a bit of talk about Infinity Wars today. We didn't say there was any news, but. Um, Stu, apparently the the title has got a bit of a spoiler. Uh, a spoiler. So I heard that Chris Pratt has already finished shooting his scenes um, for Infinity Wars, which is quite interesting. That seems but give, very given early. given that there's about a thousand actors involved, it might be no surprise that it's going to be a long shoot. But yeah, they're basically going to be filming it for about at least a year, a year because you think all the, all those mental. schedules. Normally they film in what is it about three to six months? Uh, yeah, mostly with films, I'd say it's between ten to fourteen weeks, maybe up to three months, uh, maybe up to six months if it's a really big shoe. If you're talking Lord of the Rings, it's years. Um, and then you think all, all the post production because you, know. you think how many of the characters are going to need CGI, CGI yeah. for the powers? I mean, you're going to have there's going to be a lot more flying, there's a lot more like energy powers and what have you, and you've obviously got. There's going to be a fucking Hulk in there again, and the but Hulk it's out next year, right? Budget. Some of it will be in space. Uh, Some will definitely be in space, but we're thinking the second film, maybe. I, I think it's going to be mostly Earth-based, the first one, and then the well, second. From what I, going to take from what I heard, is that the Avengers meet the Guardians in space, so I think oh. that happens quite early on. That, Interesting. That just sounds. That already sounds fucking amazing. Me trousers I are about to fly. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean. I can't wait to basically have the Guardians. Um, you know, I can imagine Robert Downey Jr. and Chris yeah, Pratt Tony Stark together. And... It's just going to be, it's going to be perfect. And I just think it's, it'd be nice to kind of cross them over a little bit. Um, and I, I think the same goes for Doctor Strange and we've got kind of Captain Marvel. Is Captain Marvel out next year, the film? I can't Is remember, it, you know. I've, I think I've it's sandwiched, sandwiched between... Yeah. Infinity I think it's Wars between the two Infinity War, yeah. yeah. Because oh, yeah, she, yeah. she is, and she, Doctor she, Strange are going to be big going forward, and we know that. So yeah. I'm quite intrigued how well, they're going to they, make it. They are going to be the... They're the new sort of shoulders that the Avengers are going to be yeah. um, carried upon. It, there's, it, the old guard of Cap and Iron Man is, is ending. 
they, they've made no bones about that. They've basically said that they've got to shake everything up. They can't just constantly have no, the, same old. The, the Avengers with the same old lineup. It, I mean, you've got to have a bit of variety. You've, you've just got to. It, and I think, you know, we haven't talked about them, but there's obviously going to be, I think, four or five. I, I, I speculatively confirmed five last time we did a pod, but I think it's actually four. Um, post credit scenes in this yeah. film. Do you think Infinity Wars, do you think Thanos is going to be on there? I think it's, I would, it's maybe I would a bit early. I would be amazed if there's, not, if there's not him actually seen. There's got to surely be a hint of him. Some kind of a, yeah. of a reference or a mention of, you know, someone's coming or something's happening on the other side of the galaxy and everyone's yeah. shitting themselves. They've got to tip the hat in some way because it's the next huge event in in the MCU is when yeah he's Thanos the he's arrives. the big bad in he you know that's he's, the thing and he's you know. beyond big bad he's the big big yeah. big big bad yeah it's I actually been surprising he... how they haven't really begun to tie how he comes to earth like i know they've set the infinity stones and they sort of like alluded like started to put things in place with civil war and all that but there's no real tie to how thanos comes to earth no, and, and it's how... gonna need to kick pretty quick because a lot of people yeah. have looking at... off about it and have said that by the time they get to infinity wars that there'll have been like a three or four film gap where they didn't have any mention of anything cosmic yeah. or anything thanos and the and it kind of might seem a little bit rushed because they already introduced one Infinity Stone in in Thor Ragnar in Thor um, the second one the Dark Dark World so they well, couldn't yeah. really have another one being introduced in Ragnarok they introduced one in the first Guardians film so they couldn't be introducing one in the second one because otherwise you're just relying on the same films over and over yeah. again to to bring these elements in. But obviously, it's not going to be Spider-Man, Spider-Man's not going to be involved in that area because it's a Sony production. I mean, it's got Marvel links, but it's not not Marvel produced. It's too earthy. The the only way you can bring it, there's got to be something. This is why I think it would have made more sense to have Captain Marvel before Infinity Wars because she was going to be that logical place. They're going to change her origin. It won't be the comic book origin. But then they could have said that her powers were a byproduct of an Infinity Stone and brought it in that way. Let's be fair, though. Judging on Civil War, judging on Avengers, they know how to produce these films and 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 synchronize the stories pretty well. You know, oh, I mean, they, you know, I mean, I, I know that sounds, you know, but you're right. They can't just tease the the Infinity Stones in all the post-credit scenes of Guardians and, and Thor Ragnarok because it'll go down like a lead pan. They, but. They, they've got to be a major plot point because they are. They're one of the biggest plot points in the Marvel universe in general, let alone the films. So I just if, think if, two if they just massive films. Yeah, I think two massive films, they're going to push a lot of the first one in terms of the development of that side of things, and then the second film will be the more all-out war kind of Yeah, I was just about to say, the first Infinity War will will possibly be the link to how it all comes to be the actual Because they're going to be two, what, giant films, two, five hours worth of films, you know what I mean? Long, I believe, yeah. And they've made a point of saying that it's not, because originally it was supposed to be Infinity War Part 1 and 2, but they've gone to great lengths to say... It's not. It's two completely separate films on, on a similar path, but yeah. they are separate in every way, shape, and form. So yeah. I'm glad about so that. Be interesting. Otherwise, it feels a little bit 
rushed if you were to because then it sounds like oh, i don't like films that do that you know i i it's, it's, it's a strange thing to kind of relate it to but the third hobbit film and bearing in mind the hobbit is one book um there's three hobbit films and the third one is basically entirely made up and it's just uh and it's it's okay it watches all right but it's essentially just a made-up story um it's just a giant battle of five armies which which happened briefly in the books but it was more a prologue kind of thing and you don't want that in the film you know you don't want infinity wars to be you want them to be standalone in 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 their own right both films but you want them to to lead well and and succeed and and not be just i don't know i don't want them to throw too much at it i don't want them to throw too much at it and be an afterthought and then just be a case of making money because i think marvel well, i don't think it will be they've got job. the russo brothers behind the two yeah, films, exactly. so they're putting everything in that basket and i really think the first film like now having talked about it i think the first film will set it all up and by yeah. the end it'll be the looming infinity war and then the second one will be actually thanos arriving and yeah i think so too. we expect it to be well i've, I've already yeah. made my predictions like last year haven't i about what it's going to be yeah, I've, yeah. I'm, I'm well established and I'm, I, I, I haven't seen anything to, to change that. But basically what Chris has said, the first one's going to be the introduction, hopefully with a bit of Thanos and, you know, all the, all the heroes realize. You, you think, you think new it. Avengers, you think new Avengers and then full on Avengers, Avengers in the second one. I yeah, think basically yeah, everyone yes. comes together part two because they realize, you know what? As good as we are, we can't beat this fucker on our own. We need literally yeah. anyone who's even remotely yeah, got power. Guy off his, his I wouldn't guy be surprised if the one. end of the first one is a scene where Thanos arrives and kills someone, and that's how it ends. I and everyone's just like, that. oh shit. Well, what? that's that's the... I mean, that's... We as soon as people go, spoilers. With yeah, it's a bit of a buzz on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm not going to make those predictions yet. We've probably got more pods to come before we discuss that in, in much more detail, really. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I do think it'll be nice to see Guardians lead into that universe, just like it was nice when, you know, the post-credit Doctor Strange had Thor and, and that kind of linked in, in that regard, you know. And I think it's going to be interesting how they tie it all together. But I just want to see more of these actors and, 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 and more of them together. And that's what we'll get hell of a lot of so yeah no complaints from me anything else we want to cover before we we wrap um no i think that's about it yeah i think you know i just think we're all excited we're all expectant but but hopeful and i just think yeah i can't wait to bloody watch it it feels like it's been such a long time coming this film you know i mean it's not even that many years is it since the original 2014 it was yeah see that's not a long time to wait for a sequel it's not a long time it feels it it. it's because they they do a lot of viral campaigning don't they they they, as soon as they start filming every few days one of the cast is putting up a picture or a video so you've always got it hanging around it's not like they go completely dark and then three months before the film comes out the campaign starts it's literally there for like a year and, and yeah, James, and Gunn, if, if you follow James Gunn on, on yeah. Twitter, he's always talking about it because he's very good. He's always answering questions from people. He's and obviously, such a good guy. All people want to ask him about is anything to do with comics. What are you working on? What would you like to work on? You know, what storylines do you really like? Yeah, and he's, he's done a, he, he did a script for something. I heard Empire talking about it on their excellent podcast. He did a script. Um, 
and and wrote and, and produced rather than directed some kind of battle royale style horror film which just came out and that just typifies James Gunn because um, he does do very weird, weird films as a, as a background he's a big kind of he's a director's you know, director isn't he he doesn't do it for yeah, the money weird kind of horror films and yeah he's not been you know your mainstream kind of director and I kind of like that because it plucked him from not obscurity in the slightest, but plucked him from a Relative different origin, obscurity. a different background. And then, yeah, and then and forced him into the fore with what was just such a surprisingly good film. Um, and again, and he, think, he's really made yeah. his name off the back of this in, in the mainstream sense, but he's not then used that and gone, right, well, I'm going to go and team up no, with Paramount no, or Fox not. and I'm going to go and make a $500 million film he's carried on doing what he likes doing because he, he only wants to work on things that really get him excited. He, he doesn't want to be, you know, fucking Zack Schneider Mark II. He, no. he doesn't care about budget. He just cares I about think the characters. Other, the other positive thing as to what happened with Josh Whedon after the you know, second Avengers film was, I think that was marred with problems. And I think maybe Marvel learned from that that maybe interfering isn't always the best case scenario. Yeah. Maybe they learn from Edgar Wright as well. Um, Sometimes the director does know best. Yeah, they do. And I think Marvel as a rule has generally trusted their directors. They do get quite heavily involved, but because Guardians is kind of away from the main storyline, like we talked about, you know, with, with Civil War, which is certainly in the, in the kind of story with, with the Avengers in terms of where the direction's going. This is this is separate still. And from everything I've read and, and, and seen, it, it's still very much a James Gunn film and, and it's his independent outlook on things. And, and judging what we talked about with with James Marigold doing um, James Marigold doing Logan and oh, director who did Deadpool. Um, it's great when a director gets creative license, especially creative directors, you know, quite independent minded directors. I think that's the best way to go. And I think Guardians only works well if you give the director that kind of freedom. So and he's one of those people, isn't he? I've got every confidence that if he thought they were overstepping the line, he'd tell them to back off. And if he they would. didn't back off, he would walk away because he doesn't seem the kind of guy that would sacrifice his vision for a bunch of people sitting around a, a boardroom table somewhere in Hollywood. He would only want his name on something that he felt he could be proud of. He, he does seem like a nice guy with a lot of principles and a lot of taste. Yeah. Seems oh, like the kind of guy you, you'd, you'd really like to meet him and just sit down and have a natter with him. Yeah, and, and you know, maybe one day if this podcast ever reaches the realms of such things, we can interview such people. That would be a massive dream come true yeah. for us, but... Um, for for now, we'll have to make do with Chris. Probably get an extra from Blade <laughs> Two or something like that. Just, was in like a scene. I was you know? Vampire Seventeen. I had one line, <laughs> and it was. Ugh. We might we might just get someone that was like bitten in the background in the in the nightclub in Blade One or something. You know, something like <laughs> that. Like, you know, as long as it wasn't from fucking Blade Two. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, we'll get, you know, that's about our level at the minute. But maybe one day, you never know. But those kind of directors, like you said, and actors like uh, the people you'd want to speak to, charismatic, really knowledgeable about the, the kind of thing they're working on and working towards. And yeah, and, and for him to confirm cool directing number three, yeah, he's just a cool guy. But, you know, Marvel, first time they've given a, a director all three films, which I think is great. Yeah, um, it is. I'd, I'd never thought about that. I know, that, I know. That just goes to show, and they haven't even released the second one, and they've already well, John, given Did John the Favreau do, do Iron Man 1 and 2 and then stepped away the third one? 
Yes. Yeah. So he will yeah. do three because he's coming back in to do the next Iron but, Man but, film. But you he's know, not the official trilogy, exactly. And then, um, yeah, Russo Brothers obviously got involved at Winter Soldier stage rather than the first Captain America. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. He's kind of broken ground, hasn't he? I mean, well, he has, really. You're talking and, and like Nolan. You know, I think, yeah, you are talking a Nolan-esque trilogy in, in completely, I mean, completely polar opposite style, which I love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but in terms of the impact oh, and the, no. the, the, yeah. the total control, it's like the, you know, the Ferguson and the Wenger era, isn't it? Of they, they, they have their thumb in every single pie going, and that, that's the way they do. That's their process. Yeah. Exactly. It continue. Yeah. The, the, we and I think in terms of standing at what. I think in terms of standing at Marvel, um, James Gunn is up there with the Russo brothers in terms yeah, of he is. Oh, yeah. delivering every time and making Marvel a lot of money. Oh, yeah. If, if he turned around and said he wanted a really weird casting, I doubt they'd ever question him. Like, yeah. Sylvester Stallone might be a little bit of a... Of a Miley Cyrus is left body you guys. Miley Cyrus is... I know. So, she's doing the voice of an AI, isn't she, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, she is. But again, that's a bit Miley of Miley Cyrus is fine. You but know? they, they must right have gone, her. you know she's what? Mental. That's <laughs> right. You were right about Dave Batista. You were right about Vin Diesel as the voice. You were right about all these things. You can have whoever the fuck you want. Yeah. Well, I mean, the biggest gamble they, they took was Chris Pratt. Um, you know, let's be honest. As a lead, the guy, yeah. As a lead, that you know, and and there's often in these cases, and it's not something we discuss that much because it's it's a lot of it's IMD gossip or bullshit, really. But there's a lot of these people were auditioned, and then you know this person got the role. But often it's actors get the part and then fall through due to conflicting schedules or films get dropped for 12 months and then come back i'm sure the original ant-man was going to look far different to what it evolved into in the end because it was in pre-production well, for 10 years or something ridiculous um and, and that's um, the thing with these films deadpool they, as well deadpool, yeah, deadpool they, was 12 years in the making yeah start they get picked finish. up and dropped all the time it's the same with tv you'll often get pilots um, filmed and then that studio doesn't pick it up and then a few years later someone else picks it up and Mad Max just, was also you know, in development hell wasn't it oh god yeah for 20 years probably uh. <laughs> and it just shows it's 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 the patience comes to those who really want it and really make it happen and I think you know fair play and testament to James Gunn and Chris Pratt and just everyone involved and hopefully we'll be back in a few weeks just singing its praises and, and just having watched it as many times as we can yeah. physically afford our lives to, to do. So, so ne- next um, next episode we're going to do, we're, we're going to go back in time and we're going to yeah. do a review of Ant-Man. Because strangely, we never did one. We're getting a new guest on. Um, don't think we'll announce that. We'll try and make it sound like it's someone famous. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a Zed, Zed character from Blade. He yeah. Was, he, was in he was in Blade 2 and his one line was, <laughs> I want to suck your blood. That was it. Um, and, but yeah, we're going to go back and review Ant-Man and then a couple of weeks after that. So hopefully in four weeks time, we'll, do, we'll be able to do a review of, of Guardians 2. We don't want to leave it too long because we want to strike while the iron's hot and while the comedy is still ringing in our ears, basically. We don't yeah. want to forget anything. No, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, just just leaves me to say thank you very much, Chris, for coming on. Um, pleasure to have you always, Chris. As um, oh, Chris, I said Chris again. Stu, as always, <laughs> mate. It was really good to to have this conversation. And we yeah, there's not many too too many gags from us. We kept it quite clean. I think I only swore once. Should, should podcast, it make so. a really inappropriate penis comment or something? You, 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 oh, you did make oh, one sake, penis Stu. comment. 
There you I go. Haven't. Swearing, penis gags, it's all here. Penis that's gags? Just... Oh, that's too far. Too oh, far. no. Can't the bus like that. Guys. I just slagged off the owner. I'm, I'm done here, guys. Yeah. So that's me on my last ever podcast. Just, just clear your dash um, out. It's cleared. It's, there's not much here. It was just a, a picture of you looking. It's been really good. I, I love talking Guardians, as you can obviously tell. And yeah, thanks for everyone that's listening. We will be back very soon, actually. And yeah, check out our Iron Fist ch- tra- uh, review from, from last week. And then, yeah, Facebook pages going good guns. And yeah, keep interacting with us. Keep talking. And as we said, get new guests on, new voices, new ideas. It's, you know, it's always good on here. So, yeah, thanks very much. We'll speak to you guys again very shortly. for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.